All right, you safety Sherpas out there, thank you very much for joining Safety with Purpose. My name is Scott McKenzie, and you know this platform, this Safety with Purpose platform is dedicated to you, the safety Sherpa. The individuals that carry the, the load of safety up that hill to keep us safe and keep us coming on home, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your passion of keeping us safe. We've got a great interview today, and it's with a gentleman by the name of Mark Andre Lavoie. And we're talking occupational health and safety. We don't have any time to lose, so let's get going, because he's going to be dropping some truth bombs. Yeah, go out to his LinkedIn page. You'll realize real quick that he knows what he's talking about. And, boy, I tell you, I really enjoyed this particular conversation. But before we get into the interview, let's thank our sponsor. Uh, you want to grow your business because you want to be able to do more, keep more people safe, but you want to create that legacy and you want to generate some more revenue, you got to go and talk to those folks out at Industrial Talk Marketing. They're passionate about your success, and they've got the tools and techniques to be able to make you a success. So go out to industrialtalk.com, look around, reach out to them. Let's see what they can do for you because they're passionate about your success and growing your business. All right, on to the interview. Marc-Andre Lavoie, that's M-A-R-C, not K, M-A-R-C-A-N-D-R-E, L-A-V-O-I-D-E. Now, you need to go out to his LinkedIn page. Not many of uh, them by the name of Mark Andre, so you'll be able to find him. But he's very active on LinkedIn. He knows what he's talking about, and he's really passionate about keeping you safe, too, as well, uh, talking occupational health. So anyway, without further ado, here is Mark Andre Lavoie, and we're talking occupational health. All right, you Safety with Purpose listeners out there, we are here with a gentleman by the name of Mark Andre Lavois. Hi, <laughs> nailed it. I know I did. Mark Andre, thank you very much for joining Safety with Purpose. How are you doing today? Good morning, Scott. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me uh, on your show this morning. Absolutely. The pleasure is all ours because you're going to be talking a lot about occupational health and the hidden values of occupational hygiene in business and society, which is a great topic because we don't talk about it. We talk, talk a lot about safety and safety equipment and safety stuff, but I like that occupational health stuff that we're going to be chatting about. But before we get into that, for the listeners out there, give us a little bit of background on Mark Andre and what makes you such a great professional because I've looked at your stack card out on LinkedIn and you've got some mad skills. Talk to us. Good morning. Uh, so, um, to make a long story short, I'm a, I'm a chemist by trade. And uh, when I graduated, one of my teachers was a lab director at a research center on occupational health. So, I started working with him a little bit, and then I discovered uh, my, um, my shreddy side, right? Well, hold, so on, I have, hold on, hold on. What, uh, what side? My shreddies side. So like a shreddies, on one side, I'm, I'm, I'm soft and a scientist. And on the other side, the, the sugary side, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a social person. Oh, so I like to use science to do social contribution. And uh, occupational hygiene uh, definitely fitted in, in that field. So that's how I, I just fell in love with it then, and I'm still in love with it today. And that's 25 years of experience that you're sort of put into a bag and bring to the listeners here at uh, Safety with Purpose, right? Yes. You got some, I'm telling you, man, it's really good. Yeah. So here's the deal. Everything with health, safety, all that whole topic here on Safety with Purpose, what I'm always fascinated about is let's, let's set the ground. Let's set sort of the standard where we have been the past 
what are we doing today and where we see the future. One of the things that I always challenged with, Mark andre is one, we are, as an industry, we, we collect more and more information. We, we always sort of have that journey, that moving forward, and yet a lot of the stats don't change. It's like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, anyway, but where are we talking about? What was it like in the past? Where are we going in tomorrow? All right. Uh, I'll try to uh, again. We got start the story uh, way back into the, um, the 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 rock age, right? In the <laughs> old, like like it's a survival. It's a survival thing. So so toxicology started. Uh, uh, you right. you would the 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 cavern man would walk down right, and he would see he was hungry right. He would see a bush with fruits in it, so he would tell his his, his wife. Sorry about that. But that's the way it worked then. Uh, Try this, right? And then he would look at her. And if she gets sick, well, he wouldn't eat it. It would go, move to the next bush. And if she gets sick, well, if she doesn't, then then he'll, he'll have some. So it kind of started. It's a natural thing to protect ourselves. I think it's important right. to, to look at it. There's been lots of evolution. And I led, like the story of occupational hygiene for, could go on for a little while. But there's something pretty critical that happened. And that happened after the Second World War with the uh, the uh, the generation of ILO the international labor organization and basically what happened is that the industrialization was going up and up and up and we were putting children in factories we were running process with gas fume vapors it was normal and at some point they said never again and they formed the ILO and that's where i find the first definition of health and safety yeah and see that's so, so uh, uh, that always fascinates me, uh, especially when we start talking about, I always had this question. Uh, somebody had to determine that that plant is poisonous because something happened. And then they, and, and to your point, meaning, hey, don't eat that. that my buddy over here ate it, and, and that buddy's not here with me today because of that plant, so don't eat that. That yeah. always fascinates me, and that's the same thing with any industry, um, safety, occupational health, all of that stuff, it's like, don't touch that. My buddy touched it, and he's not here today, so we documented it. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, the, 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 little, um, the little distinction between health and safety, like, for, like I understand people do health and safety, there's health and safety manager, and all of this, there's a bit of confusion in all of these terminology now. Like me, me, I'm a pure occupational health person. I like that. So, and uh, one of the things that is different is, uh, is, is the the delayed response, right? For for so, occupational health, delayed yes, response. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh -huh. so we 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 uh, we started at the issue for, with asbestos, for example, in 1980. Yep. Uh, well, we started seeing the problem in the 40s. We finally started to have some regulation in 1980. And we're still struggling with it today. Why? That is just ridiculous. Why? It's because one of the reasons is because people don't like dealing with uncertainty. And I like to put myself as a, as a Cassandra. Do you know the Greek mythology, Cassandra and the Greek mythology? I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, Mark Andre. <laughs> I just—I tried to do this this quick. I tried to to do this quick because that was a shock at some point because I was 
trying to answer that question, why? Why doesn't people see what I see? Right. And, and so, so Cassandra was very beautiful. She was the daughter of the king of Troy. You know the, the, the horse? I the do horse know Troy. All right, so she was the daughter of the king of Troy. Um, Zeus fell in love with her, and he wanted to attract her, so he, gave, he made her a gift to see the future, right? right. And, and, and she said, uh, so, but she kept refusing herself to him. So he gave her a second gift that you will see the future, but nobody will believe you. So, huh. it's, so, so that's what I do. I, I, I take measurement. I, I say people are going to be sick in 5, 10, 15 years. Nobody listens. And then when they do have it, uh, uh, then, then, oh yeah, so that's the, when the Troy actually fell after Cassandra said it, they said, it's your fault that it happened because you said it would happen. Right. So I've seen epidemiologists going into a city in, in, in India and said, people have cancer, a high rate of cancer here. Right. And people would say, you walk away from here because we had no cancer before you came. Oh, it, oh, that's really interesting. So, 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 so it's quite, it's, it's quite Human challenging thing. in terms of communication. Why? And I've been working a lot on these things or reflecting a lot about these things. They're very important to me. It, it, it is. And it's, it's a human condition. And so you're dealing with the human condition and, and the way we look at problems. So speaking of that, because we have, I mean, you, 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 you've laid out the, the history behind uh, uh, occupational health. You, you see it today. Where are we going in the future? I mean, what, I mean it never stops. It's, it, it's sort, of, sort of unnerving when you get right down to it. It never stops. You never get to the point of saying, look at that. We're 100% thumbs up. We're yeah. good. I, I think we're we on the uh, we on the edge of um, a significant paradigm change. Meaning the legislature will start legislate differently occupational health issues. Mm -hmm. So we went from if you were working in a coal mine, they had black black dust, and the guy would get home and he would uh, spill out of his nose black dust. It's pretty obvious where it goes. Right. Now there, there's hazards that are less obvious that is more difficult to make to make the proof and we will start using new tools legislator are always late in terms of applying the result of science so this is changing it's changing significantly in europe it's changing significantly in uk uk hsc the stuff they do is absolutely wonderful australia is doing some good stuff and there is some good stuff in the us too if you look at the new um, crystalline silica standard so they're not just giving you a target about you have to be below this level. They're also telling you these are the methods that we expect you to use when you do these processes. So it's not just about a target value you below, above, or something else. Yeah. So change. What, what fascinates coming. me, just uh, as a side note, what fascinates me, do we, this has to be a collaboration between government and business. Yes. It, 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 I mean, the business understands the necessity and the risk associated with occupational health and the, and the need to address it. Yes. The government is sort of like the, the hammer in a sense, but they don't understand and truly understand that that, that that conversation has to exist, doesn't it? Yes, it does have to exist and it, it, it will be... Uh, it will be forced. So I could give you an example uh, <clears throat> of how, it, how they approach it in Europe. 
with the, it's called the REACH regulation, registration of, of chemicals. Um, and, and so basically the government, what they did, so you expose people to gas fume vapor, suddenly 20 years down the road that uh, people get sick. So now the legislator has to catch up and make new regulation and it'll always be behind. So in Europe, they said, so that puts the burden of the proof of the dangerousness of the chemicals on the government. So in Europe, they changed that burden of the proof. The burden of the proof, instead of having the government forced to demonstrate that you have a problem with right. the chemicals, you want the industry to demonstrate that there's no problem with their chemicals. Oh, do you see, so, the, do you see the, the, the switch there? Yeah, it's subtle. So, so, uh, so uh, me being, let's put my government hat on, uh, this chemical's bad. Tell me why it's not bad. Is that, is that or you, yes, you start with all chemical, people should not be exposed to, it's called exogen, like to, to chemicals that come from the environment. Right. So we're trying to have, to have exposure to chemical as little as possible. Right. So tell me that there's, it's safe to be exposed and that the value of the society of the, for this exposure outweighs the risk of this exposure. But that doesn't happen overnight. That That is a yes. long, pro I can only imagine it's a long process. I, yes. I, yes. I'm glad I'm not doing it. I don't have any more hair to lose to uh, that <laughs> frustration. I that's, a, that, that's good. You yeah. ask good questions. Well, I, well, I so, thank you very much, man. That's why I get paid the big bucks, which listeners out there, I do not. So don't even begin to tell me why. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know exactly when the reflection on the REACH regulation started, but it's about 1997, that European right. regulation I'm talking about. So they discussed for 10 years. Yeah. And in 2007, the, the, the new um, European uh, director, like it, it, it rotates from country to country, so it was Finland. So he said, enough talking, we implemented. So they talked for 10 years and then they implemented. Wow. The first phase of implementation was 2007. And I finished at this, in December 2018, the last chemicals for a customer so it lasted 10 years of implementation. What, so, what about so 20 years to make a change. <laughs> yeah. And I know that, that that's why that's why sometimes I say safety and health we're partners, oh. but we're not yeah. the same. Yeah, we cannot no. put everybody in the same pot because it's not the same mindset to deal with these things. See, and, and I look at it from a business point of view. If I'm a business and I yes. see that this stuff is happening and I know it's churning ever so slowly, yeah. uh, eventually it's going to impact me as a business. I need yeah. to get engaged in some way, shape or form, or I will be surprised at the end of 20 years. And, and I didn't, I, I didn't prepare. So you businesses out there, that's uh, that uh, be aware now you better be engaged. You better be in tune with what's going on because it's not it's not happening. This that's in Europe. Is is it happening in uh, North America? Is it happening in Canada? Yes, yes, yes. It's it's happening in Canada and North America. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in wow. Korea. I, wow. I have some new regulation in Turkey. It's happening everywhere. All right. The, 
the consciousness of the population about being exposed to chemical yeah. is rising, is rising quickly, and the population want answer. And you want answer from your workplace, and you want answer in your public life too. All right. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I can think of is that you better get engaged, or you're going to be surprised. I guarantee. But I, I think I think it's an excellent point, and and I would say this is a message that I would like to send out. Because if your industry creates a problem, so in your industry, I don't know, like we have some metal industry and you I'm see in the uh, Scott McKenzie, I'm good looking industry. No, it's not. It's, yes, even not. that, you know, you I, I see how all the chemicals that you use to keep it, to, 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 you know, keep it's, my, not, a, it's not all natural. <laughs> but if, if you don't take care of it, if, if, the legislator come to you and says, we have a problem. Do you know what to do about it? And you say, I, I don't have a problem. They're going to fix the problem with you. And you don't have that partnership. If you en engage, you understand the chemicals that you're using, the potential impact on it. And you, on top of it, when the legislator comes, you'll be able to balance things. And more and more, what happens because of that, there are, there are now some exposure limits that are ridiculous, ridiculously low because the industry was not ready to prepare them. And right. they work much better, the industry consortium in Europe than, than here in North America. So yeah. that's something we need to build. Yeah, and, and uh, you listeners out there, uh, I know that everybody is really busy, you know, with their widget, but uh, I believe it's better for you to be, and the word of the day is partnership with uh, these entities to be able to uh, definitely drive the conclusions of uh, what's best for your business, what's best for society as a whole. So get engaged. Do not blow this off. I understand your widget is wonderful, but this is important stuff and for your legacy. Okay, we're going to shift gears a little bit, Mark andre because we have to, because time is a ticking away. Uh, let's talk a little bit about three to five uh, points that the listeners today can Put in their back pocket, implement tactically on uh, occupational health just because uh, that's important. So uh, listeners out there, it's pencil and paper time. Get it out because he's going to be drop, uh, dropping some occupational safety health truth bombs right now. How about that? Is that did, are you okay now? Did I? Did yeah, that I'm okay. So, so, so Scott, I, I thought about this, and I'm gonna throw you. I, I'm gonna throw you five statements. They're just like uh, I say this. I'm not gonna explain them today, but these could be five extra topics that we could discuss about if 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 your people like them. The first thing is you have to recognize that occupational illnesses claims are on the rise. And they are grossly underdocumented. Okay, stop right there. That is, occupational uh, health claims are on the rise, but they're grossly misdocumented. Is that what you're saying? Grossly underdocumented. Underdocumented. And why is that? Come on. Well, this is complicated, but it's called the sleeping burden. <laughs> so, so, so when when you when you you cut your finger at work. And uh, you go for a claim. Nobody's going to argue that this was an occupational accident. Yeah. You were at work. You left a trail of blood, right? When you develop uh, uh, lung disease at 60 years old or at 50 years old, uh, you have to demonstrate that uh -huh. it was from the workplace, and it's much more complicated. 
And we're get, the, the scientists are getting better at making those link clear, so we recognize more things than before. So that's one one and of that the, is like the asbestos thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's 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 an interesting. So that's that's number one. Did you get that paper? No, don't, don't ever forget that asbestos is because it's the symptoms. The diagnostic is very simple. There's one disease, if you got this, you've been exposed to asbestos. There's uh, no other reason, uh, but other things are less obvious. All right. Okay, number two. two. There is a huge financial opportunity for improved occupational hygiene practice for both the employer and the global society. Mm -hmm. And the numbers that I found, I'm not an economist, but I pay attention to these things because that's how I communicate with, with decision makers. We're talking about Four to ten percent GDP, global domestic. Yeah. Yes. So, so the so there's a huge. there's a financial benefit. If I'm not engaged, then there is a negative financial uh, hit. But if yes. I'm engaged, if I, me, leader, uh, big thinker within industry, I want to be engaged because I have a financial benefit associated with uh, doing what is right occupationally, health wise. Yes. Is that yeah. right? And and this is something we could have a special things on it, but there's direct costs, your claim costs, but there's also lots of indirect costs that yeah. are important. And don't ever forget that in our system, especially in Canada, systems like in Canada, our system in Canada is that it's because the society, the guy that cut his finger, it goes in your claim. The guy that gets a disease, if we cannot prove the burden, we still we still um, treat him in the hospital. It's just not recorded at the right place. So the society is paying for the the impact of an industry. So Very it is interesting, important. and I agree. Let's yes. go to three there, big guy. There is a professional definition, who should do what issue that should be addressed in occupational health and safety. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so first of all, like a, a health and safety professional, most of the time is a safety professional. Yep. Right, so the, by the fact that he calls himself health and safety professional and only does safety, I'm not putting everybody in the same same pocket, but only the safety makes it that people think that their health is protected and it's not. And you should call the right people. In theory, they tell you that they will call the right people, but in practice, they don't, right? But there is there is some some ways to address this. Yeah, they just it, they just are not equipped. They don't know. I mean, yes. Look yes. at you. You're you're blowing my mind with your uh, mad skills within uh, <laughs> occupational health, and I realized, man, I've got some major gaps in my knowledge. Yes, yes. So uh, anyway, so that that's something. There's lots of discussion about this, and, and I agree with you. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. It's a question. Yeah. The other one I said already that there's a significant parag uh, paradigm shift that has started on how legislators address occupational health issues. Get engaged. And the last one. Partnership. Make it happen out there. Continue. And the last one is that there's a lot of perceptions to overcome. So we, we, just, we just discussed this, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So uh, there, there's tools that I, that I use for this. It's called the integral model about what we believe. But what is important in this one is if I do an occupational health assessment and the, the manager of the plant does an occupational health assessment, in a perfect world, I tell him this is risky, 
and he sees this is risky and we do the right thing. 96% of the time, we don't agree on the assessment. The right. professional doesn't agree with the manager. So it's, it's, it's a problem. And there's a lot of financial issue there because you, you, you will do lots of things on not so important risk and do nothing about important risk. So we have to realign this. So that's one of the perception uh, to overcome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I hope your listeners are, are taking notes on this because I think you're right, uh, Marc-Andre, that uh, there are subsequent opportunities to chit chat with you on uh, safety with purpose podcast, just because, well, I mean, geez, I enjoy it. Out of time, eh? <laughs> yeah, we're already out of time. Can you believe it? Because everybody's on a commute. They're listening to you right now and they're getting ready to get into their office. So, Hey, uh, you listeners out there, that's Mark Andre Lavoie. Did I get that? Did I get that? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and, uh, you're pretty active out there on, uh, LinkedIn, right? Yes. So they can find you, and that is M-A-R-C-A-N-D-R-E-L-A-V-O-I-E. Now, there's not many out there on LinkedIn, so you should be able to find Mark uh, Andre relatively easy. Okay, you listeners out there, connect with this guy. He knows what he's talking about. And uh, once again, thank you very much for joining Safety with Purpose. We're going to continue to bring incredible talent, incredible professionals like Mark andre to Safety with Purpose, so you always stay tuned. And thank you very much for joining, and uh, be safe.